Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Happy Tuesday, my dudes. I am Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter, on Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter, on Instagram. And you guys are home now with Jim Beam and Dodgers Nation. So please drink responsibly. Doug, I know you are always drinking responsibly. Chug McCain does not mess around. How you doing, my guy? How do you think I'm doing? I'm not doing very good at not all. A terrible good. weekend for the Los Angeles Dodgers against the Giants. I was in attendance in the press box watching this team suffer its worst, its worst home defeat at Dodger Stadium, 15 to nothing. One. Ugly baseball. The bullpen's in trouble, but still, we have some ways I think we can help this team, fix this team. I think not all hope is lost. We're going to talk about that. So I'm still optimistic this team can I, still I'm, get it done this I'm season. I'm really looking forward to your Michelada half full take because I think there's some fine folks out there that uh, very much need that fine folks do feel free to drop drop into the chat let us know where you're representing dodgers nation tonight we are coming at you live a few hours before the dodgers take on the anaheim angels in orange county by way of um not los angeles so uh, on today's show yeah we're talking about all the latest dodgers news we got to know who are the real dodgers we've seen them be really bad we've seen them re- be really good now they're being pretty bad again so we'll talk a little bit about that um the bullpen is all the rage so we'll dive into the bullpen a little bit more and see where there's some areas they can improve you would assume things improve as people get healthy you can't go to Anaheim without talking about Dave's, uh, Doug's uh, best friend in the whole wide world. And no, we're not talking about Spencer. We're talking about Shohei yes. Otani, the legend. We get to see him pitch on Wednesday against the Dodgers. Before we get into the show, we got to remind you that all of our video stuff is also mostly, I think, all available uh, as a podcast. So you can hear us on your iTunes, on your Spotify, on all the spots where your podcasts are available for free. Uh, go subscribe there. It really helps out all the little things that we do. And the most uh, important thing you guys can do while you're here watching us live is subscribe on youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Comment on everything. And I promise we're going to get better at commenting back on things. But uh, let's get into some of the chat here uh, Irene uh, uh, on on uh, YouTube is blowing the news uh, or breaking the news and blowing the cover off the lid about the Dodgers uh, making a move. They signed David Dahl. That's the most recent, we'll say, as as, uh, as our friend Noah at Noah Cameras called it, bargain basement hunting a, a move from the Dodgers. I don't think we see David Dahl in Dodger blue. But what do you think of the signing, Doug? 
I mean, shot in the dollar menu, man. It's a lot of nothing. I mean, I think there's a chance that he could possibly, if he gets a chance, maybe have a couple of weeks of success. But this is a guy, he has been good since 2019 when he made the all-star team. He's really struggled the last few seasons. And yeah, I don't see him having a big impact for this team. But still, it's a nice depth piece. It's a depth piece that you get when you're the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you've made a lot of signings for veteran players. You've shown you can develop. So yeah, maybe there's a chance if he gets an opportunity, he does something. But yeah, I don't think it's realistic to expect him to really change the fortunes of the Dodgers this season. Yeah, I mean, we know this team needs some help. We know Jimmy Nelson, uh, not Jimmy Nelson, uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Outman isn't doing all that hot in center field. But if he gets replaced by, you know, somebody like David Dahl, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, a riot. There's going to be a mutiny. There's going to be some folks not happy. But also got to shout out our boy. Uh, can't get him Outman. He he actually had a pretty good weekend against the Giants. Five hits in, in the series. Um, getting a little bit more playing time starting against Detmers tonight, but that's more of a symptom of Chris Taylor being hurt. Max Muncie being hurt. Uh, uh, the other guy being hurt, whose name escapes him right, uh, escapes him right now. And Michael Bush getting another start at third, uh, Rebecca in the stream. She says, Hola, Mitchell, a half full Dodger fans. And she put a cap. There we go. That's what no, I'm that's talking a, about that's a cap though. Oh, it's a cap. Okay. Yeah, so you're lying. So like it's a cap cap. I get it. it. Yeah, I get it. it. I'm cool with you the You want to go to the resident kiddo and have him explain? Yeah. Uh, 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 Noel is going to drop into the stream here again, and he's going to let him know what cap means. So cap is basically just lying, you know? But lying. D Doug loves to not only cap, but he also likes to sell and like just wild. He's he's wilding all the time, guys, but appreciate you. Cap that selling. That dropping in there. Uh, Joey says, lucky boy breakfast burritos in the bullpen. Uh, again, oh, but Lucky Boy uh, burritos, breakfast burritos are going to help the bullpen. At this point, you can't not try it, right? I think. Is that I, a thing? I think yeah, anything works at this point. I mean, anything, you got to give it a shot, see if it, give it a whirl. Maybe you get the results. But yeah, I mean, this team needs all the help. We got some good comments down there. You guys are, I feel like there's a, a sense of optimism heading into this season, but I also think, yeah, Dodger fans are down bad. We got our bullpen is down bad from ribs over on YouTube. We got former Dodgers are doing good. That's an interesting take. I've heard a lot this season. People are saying that oh, do yeah. former Dodgers are playing well. I think if you look under the hood on that one, it's not always the case, but Deborah Young, I couldn't have said it better as a devout Christian in Clayton. We trust. So yeah, we definitely need him to step up really him and, at this point, after Bobby Miller coming down to earth, not that many starters you can trust in this rotation. We got just uh, Kershaw, really. Just Kershaw. Kershaw. Yeah, Kershaw. We got uh, a Showtime Dodgers fans. We got Shohei Otani wouldn't allow signs. Dodgers rival the Giants. Make sure Dodgers outbid the Giants. Interesting you say that Showtime because I do think the Giants are a sneaky contender for Shohei, for Shohei Otani. Hey, or Oracle Park makes a lot of sense as a hitter and as a pitcher. And also the fact that they didn't get their Aaron Judge. They didn't get their they, Carlos they, Correa. They tried, to spend, into it. they tried to spend a lot of money this past offseason. They didn't get that chance. So you got to figure they saved a little bit more uh, for this upcoming offseason. But more Shohei later in the show. Hey. Uh, Maddie Man Five Dodge says he's checking in from Beijing, China, and I don't think that's uh, truthful. I think he's capping, if you will. Capping. BC says we're playing for Otani this series, essentially. Matthew says Eminem from the 209. Uh, Joe Mama is representing the 402 out here. Uh, we we have somebody uh, Jose. No, not Jose. Matthew is is pointing out or bringing up the news. Uh, 
a hair early. Andre Jackson just DFA'd to create room for former World Series champion with the 2018 Boston Red Sox right-handed pitcher Ryan Brazier. So the Dodgers are trying to get that bullpen a little bit better. We uh, we'll we'll get into that uh, in a in a minute or two. But uh, find a find a few more uh, comments and then let's uh, dive into the topics there. Kimo yeah, we got said Gribble. We got the, the best way to help the bullpen is to let the starters go longer for better or worse. Yeah, that's in a perfect world that you would get that. You would get six plus innings. You would get quality starts. But compared to years past, you just haven't been seeing that. Tony Gonsolin had a nice start, but then the command started to go and he started to fade. So you're just not getting that consistency. And I think there is a reason. There's a reason why this Dodger team is struggling. And you really point to the first big injury to Dustin May. Since that injury, Dodgers are 12 and 18. Of course, he goes down with the injury. Thankfully, those ligaments are in place. Hopefully, he can return from those PRP shots and be a contributor and be the guy that was ascending and emerging before he went down. Then a few days later, Julio Urias goes down with that injury. So yeah, to your point, Seth Gribble, starting pitching, and what I say before this season started, when we asked what was the area you would target, it's starting pitching because you can never have enough of it. And also, too, guys are going to go down. Yeah. Guys are going to injure it in you're seeing that right now. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that that's really entered each of the last handful of seasons with a, a butt ton of starting pitching options, and they didn't have as many this year. They didn't have just a, a staple full of of uh, you know that dog Tyler Anderson, who's been who's been booty in Anaheim, by the way. They didn't have him. They didn't have Andrew Heaney uh, just laying around this year, and you know, it cost him in a way. But also the injuries is what's cost him because you didn't have. Ryan Pepio, that was supposed to be a huge option this year. It was, this was going to be the year Ryan Pepio. I know this guy here said that is your guaranteed rookie of the year. Guaranteed it. <laughs> pounding on the fist. Ryan Pepio. Yeah, I mean, look, that's... If so you, he sends you a shirt and all of a sudden, best friends. Hey, man, send me a shirt. I'll <laughs> speak very highly of you. But yeah, if you want to distill it down to one thing, that's what it is. It's the injuries, the combination of Thor being a thud, Noah Syndergaard not being anywhere even close to Andrew Heaney or Tyler Anderson this year. You got guys at the front of the rotation injured, guys at the back of the rotation not performing. You are getting a nice contribution from Bobby Miller, who comes down to earth in his last start. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Thankfully, if you want to mention a lot of have full take, we can talk about Emmett Sheehan, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I spoke to him at some very interesting, an interesting conversation. I think this is a guy that absolutely is going to play up. I think he has, if not one of the most explosive fastballs as far as what it does in, in the Dodgers organization right now. So there are some bright points. And look, I think the silver, well, let's get into it a little bit. Yeah, sne sneaky, sneaky, good fastball. Um, you know, before we get into it, I got two things. There's two things. Hey, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. You went low on me. Sorry, sorry. New, the new guy behind the board, so I'm going to razz him a little bit. I'm going to give him that. He's got the riz. I'm going to give him the razz. But um, Matthew says, rumor has it, and I know you're going to do a video on this later this week, but rumor has it White Sox players want out of Chicago. You know, I know you you want a lot of them Chicago White Sox players. Uh, you, you think there's any smoke to all of that? This is all part of the plan, right? Right, Dodgers Nation. You've been watching this, I said before the season, root you for the, the Dodgers, Dodgers and whoever the White Sox are playing, and you're starting to see it's dysfunctional. A lot of those players... They are players that need to be moved. That's an organization that needs it down to the studs rebuild. Only problem is you need Jerry Reinsdorf to accept it. He is a little delusional about it. He's a guy that doesn't want to rebuild. He wants to win a World Series. And they had been playing better of late. But I do think when a push comes to shove, we get closer to the deadline, which is six weeks away. I think they are a team that has a lot of pieces that you almost have to trade. Guys like Tim Anderson under one more year of team control. Lucas Giolito, who I want to see in a Dodgers uniform. Harvard Westlake's own comeback home. It's his dream to pitch at Dodgers stadium. Did you 
see his interview before the game talking about just being at Dodger Stadium and the magnitude of it. And you know that he wants to wear that Dodger blue. And I think he's also, I look at him as a guy where if you bring him in, he's not a Max Scherzer type where you say, okay, you trade for Max Scherzer, he has to be your number one or two starter. Yeah. But if you trade for Lucas Giolito, you can mix him in with a Julio Urias, a Clayton Kershaw. We'll see what happens with Bobby Miller and Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin. But you don't have to say, hey, he's your number one guy if you make that move. I like that about that possibility. More from Doug later this week when he talks all about, we're over there now, all about your, uh, <laughs> your uh, future Dodgers uh, over there on the Chicago White Sox. But I just got to say, uh, one, oh, I'm going to throw in one more comment because I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to make this my early Hornitos shot taker of the day. Drink a Hornitos and you're going to have a good time. I promise you that. But Carl here uh, over on YouTube says Jason Hayward could never work at Baskin Robbins. He doesn't know how to scoop. Ooh. Worst first baseman I've ever seen. I felt the John really Peterson Award for worst the, first baseman ever. In that 15 nothing game, oh, that was so painful watching him play. Like, that is. That's not his spot, and you know, you know, kudos to him or commend him for trying, you know, to to help get Freddie off his feet. You really want Freddie to not have to play every inning, every minute of every game, but that was seven runs, and all of those I think went to Brian uh, Brian Hudson. So that that's pretty tough for uh, for poor Hayward. Um, anyways. Dodgers had a day off. We're coming into this series, and you hope these are some uh, well-rested boys. Maybe, maybe they they wore their uh, Manta sleep masks. I think there's a really good chance it was that Manta sleep mask. Why don't mask. you tell people where they can get their own? Love Manta me a Manta mask. mask. Manta sleep. They make the world's best sleep oh, masks yeah, and sleep sweet. accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out mantasleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. Yeah, the Dodgers offense. Save for that first uh, first game, there that Saturday they're absolutely wearing that Manta mask. They couldn't score a run. They couldn't put a run across. I was, the I was offense was the bad. Transition. I like it. And yeah, they absolutely were. But yeah, get the Manta sleep, man. I've been sleeping like a baby wearing that, taking my naps with it. Not on that, man. I read trade rumors, yeah, especially this time. This is my Christmas this season. Is, this is his okay. time to live. I see a hand up in the background. Yes, what do we got for me, Noel? Shout out to Circa donated twenty dollars. What a dub! Hey, Let's hit, go! Hit no, you know, you know, button. you know, I got to. You know, I got to. Where's that, John? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm dancing even before the dance. Dance, dance. Give me, hey, give me the, give me the music, clean. Give me the music. Da, 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 yes, sir. Always, always. We gotta show some love to Circa. They said, "Longtime lurker wanted to show some love." Friedman's legacy is on the line. Let's hope he can cook. Interesting take. Circa, very much appreciate the super chat. I'm over here. Very much appreciate the super chat. Uh, we appreciate the lurkers, and we appreciate the people who want to chime in, either with just comments or super chats really do go a long way. Do you think uh, does, does this season hamper or do anything to Andrew Friedman's legacy? In my opinion, I think until he wins that second World Series, until Gotta he wins win that two. full season, <laughs> that full 162-game World hell? Series, I think his legacy is something where, yeah, I think in the baseball community, there's no doubt about it. Andrew Friedman is a top-five executive. No one is going to question that. But to really give him the whole in Friedman we trust thing, anytime he makes a move, that it's automatically going to be a success. Yeah, well, guess what? No one's perfect. No GM is perfect. But I think that as far as this season goes – 
it didn't it hasn't gone to plan right they weren't expecting to have to go to market for a starting pitcher or big bullpen pieces they wanted to play this out give the young guys some experience go with the youth movement but at this point i think is his legacy on the line i would say no i still think I he has a few more years to buy him because look it is very difficult major league baseball more than any other sport to have success year in and year out to be a perennial contender to be a team that has a chance to win a world series it's not something that happens all the time it's very rare there's a reason why there hasn't been a repeat champion in the national league since the late 70s reds it's the reason why there hasn't been a repeat champion in major league baseball since the 2000 yankees teams just don't win in consecutive years and he's given this team an opportunity to win each year and he like he can't go out there and swing the bat he can't go out there and throw these pitches but he can manage roster construction i do think he has to adjust to the direction that Major League Baseball is going. As far as you can't have a pitch-to-contact bullpen and expect to win games. You can't expect to have guys like Bruce Dar Gratterall who doesn't miss bats. Everyone says the pitcher's best friend is the double play. I think the pitcher's best friend is the ability to miss bats because you don't get the flukiness, you dominate hitters. So is his legacy on the line? I would say no, but I think the jury is still out as far as is he elite? Is he in Friedman we trust? Do you want to build a statue for the guy? I still think he has a lot of work to do, but Freeman best contract for a superstar in the game. Mookie a great contract. J.D. Martinez is a great contract so yeah you're not gonna get all w's there are some l's sprinkled in there but i still think he's one of the best in the sport listen man it's not his fault that everybody got hurt so many players got hurt they've lost five pitchers in the middle of the season or since the start of the season at some way shape or or in some some way shape or form it's just that's not on him You, you you hope they could prepare a little bit better for it and usually they do but this was the season they didn't prepare as much they felt you know the kitty kids were gonna be ready and it didn't turn out that way so anyway, uh, I wanted to I wanted to point this one comment out. My, Michael says uh, Mantis sleep underwear. Uh, yeah, everyone always says that expanding and Maddie man five dots says I even like your promos. So Thanks, we Maddie give man. you people all of the good things or something like that. But uh, speaking of opposite of good things. Yeah, the Dodgers, man, they're bad. They're just, it's this bad June. I think there were what five and fifteen or something like that this month, uh, or five, five of 10, fifteen. Yeah. Five of fifteen. Um, we've seen them go through a stretch like this to start the season. They were not very good. Then they played very good from what end of middle end of April through the first few weeks of May, and then it's all been kind of crumbling down. Who are the real Dodgers in your opinion? Is it that middle chunk of the season or is it these outer uh, these bookends of of bad play that are kind of the real team? I think the real Dodgers are somewhere in between the elite Dodgers that we saw in the regular season last year and really one of the, the team that we're seeing this year. I think there's somewhere in between that. I think this truly is, if you have a middle-of-the-pack bullpen, if their bullpen was ranked 15 in the league instead it's second to last, you're talking about being in there with the Oakland A's, a team that's spending zero money on their players. If they have a bullpen that's healthy in the middle of the pack, they're still in the mix at first place. They're still right there at the top of this division. But when you add the bullpen issues, the injury issues, and I still think too, I mean, that doesn't let the offense off the hook because there's been some execution issues. I mean, Mookie Betts, he runs us out of a game. Us, yeah, I'm one of those guys us. who says us and we when you're first to their team. The team. I know, I'm one of those guys. I have you know, blood thing on the team, right? But okay, look, I think though this, look, the execution has been poor on both sides. And kind of the question I have is at what point does the bad pitching, the the bad bullpen, bullpen, does that leak over to the offense's production? Because at some point, they're going to be hopeless. And okay, we're giving you guys five, six, seven runs every night, and you're blowing that lead. I mean, Emmett Sheehan goes perfect through six. And you go on to blow that. You saw Friday night. I mean, just so many blown yeah, leads. It has to stop. I mean, this is a bullpen. I mean, you had Grey Goose vodka bullpen in the past. This is Kirkland vodka bullpen now, okay? It is definitely a downgrade. And I just think the pieces aren't there. But I will say, 
Is this who the real Dodgers are? I think in Major League Baseball, you saw last year, you can get in in a wild card spot and make it to the World Series. So I still think that this team has enough talent and pieces in place to where if you go out there, you add a reliever, you add another bat that can hit, mash against right-hand, left-handed pitching, another outfielder, in my opinion. I think if you add another starting pitcher, they're right back in the mix, and they have as good of a shot as anyone. Yeah, I mean, we knew going into the season, the idea was that you're not nece- you don't need – to win the division. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you want to see them win uh, number 10 in 11 years. You just got to make that dance, man. That's all you got to do. And I said it to you earlier before we went into the show. It doesn't matter if you're driving a Bugatti or if you're driving a Pinto. As long as you get to the dance, you can show off that Riz. You can feel fly. Yes, sir. And you can win a, win a <laughs> ring. Something like that. I think that's how it goes. But um, is this uh, right now, do you think this is rock rock bottom for this team? Or is it going to get worse from here? Or you know, give us the Michelada half full approach to it really i mean I think, you kind of went into that a little bit there but i want a clear concise michelada half full i mean is this the bad's gonna is this as bad as it's gonna get i would say it hasn't gone as bad as it's gonna get because you don't have julio arias back you don't have some of these starting pitchers back and i think the bullpen needs daniel hudson back in a big way and i think you lose to the giants the way you did with that dodgers beautiful dodgers script across your chest you get blown out 15 to nothing at home if you look at that series it was absolutely pathetic i think you would probably like to assume that that's rock bottom you would hope that's rock bottom but hey this team they're lacking they are leaking and there's really no answers in sight i think hopefully you would expect them to go in there in anaheim in a big series and i think this team likes to perform well when you got the limelight when you got a shohei otani on the other side you would hope for the freeway series to wake them up but i would say yeah this is hopefully rock bottom and we saw in 2018 this team was seven and a half games back this team got off to a really slow start their record is almost the same so look this team has proven this organization organization has proven that you can get off to slow starts make it all the way back, make a key trade. There are some similarities there. Yeah, but there's a lot of similarities. You know, you can see the comps. You know, they didn't have a shortstop in 2018. Seager blew out his elbow. He was done for the year. What did they do? They went out and got the best available guy for the job. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Made it to a World Series. They find a way to, to fill in uh, uh, you know, spots on the roster that, that have a need. They need, need, needed help on the bench then. They need help now. Then, you know, what? David Fries was the guy. Yep. Freezer was a massive addition. David Freeze was leading off ball games for this team in the World Series, man. They will find uh, some pieces. They find a way. The big factor now, yeah, the bullpen or the the the, the playoffs. It's everybody kind of gets in. Half the league gets in. That that's got to affect how Andrew uh, Andrew and your good friend uh, Brandon Gomes work now. How they operate. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, you're talking about a 2018 team that they were down bad. There were 16 and 26 at one point. Ten games under 500. Eight and a half games back in the National League West. Another similarity too to that 2018 season is this isn't the mer- a juggernaut filled National League. You don't you're not seeing teams out there. I mean, the Braves are solid, and there's teams out there that definitely can compete. But this Dodgers team, they're still over 500. 
they're not slipping to the parts where they were in that 2018 season. I still am confident that you go and make the moves. And I think it's a, it, I, I think it's the ultimate silver lining. I truly believe that. I think that for this team to have any chance of winning the World Series, they're going to go out to go out there and make some moves and have to go to market and have to trade for some impact pieces because otherwise Freeman was going to say, oh, these are the guys that are going to be fine now. These are the starting pitchers. They're going to be okay. These relievers, but that's not the case this year. This actually forces Andrew Freeman to go out there, make some moves. And the difference now is you got more teams that are available. You can have six teams. You have those extra wild card spots. In 2018, you didn't have those extra wild card spots, right? So you didn't have as much competition in the trade market. So that is a concern. I still think, yeah, he's a guy who does not like to overpay for some pieces. And he's going to have to if he wants to win this season. Yeah, no. If you want to be, you want to build the best team for October, they're going to have to make some moves. But no doubt about it. Noel, I know poor Noel has been working. We're having some technical difficulties here with the cable, so we apologize for that. But uh, hopefully, you guys are helping us get new cables because I understand we got yes, another super uh, chat. We got a so, super chat, wait, man. Super, super, super chat. Shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Mika Claiborne. Micah. He said, what up, guys? Current standings aside, what are your guys' top five dream trade deadline acquisitions? Mm-hmm. Also want to share with all of Dodgers Nation that I'm starting my freshman year at UCLA this fall. Oh, Wish me go. luck. Yeah. UCLA go Bruins, trash. baby. Go Bruins. I thought, I thought you say UCLA. One, trash. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. UCLA. UCLA. Five, five, five. You did that, Micah. You did Let's that. go. Micah, appreciate the super chat. Hey, who are Land your top fair. five? My, my top five, we start with um, uh, 2002 Eric Gagne. Oh, gosh. Are we going to get any time? Uh, give me 2016 Josh Reddick. <laughs> 2020. Uh, I mean, just, just absolutely. For who's, av- I mean, uh, anyone who's available. I mean, can I get anyone? I mean, like, give me Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge. Give me all the best pitchers no, and the Aaron players. Aaron Judge doesn't have a toe right and now. I think it's people that are actually... I mean, people that are at, you're trying to get like a free video from me, I feel like, but the people that are actually out there <laughs> yeah, and possibly available, I think that, look, if Shohei Otani was ever made to market, obviously he's the clear cut number one. Two, I still think if you want a dominant starting pitcher, if if Corbin Burns is made available, I still think stuff wise, yes, he got shelled a little bit in Arizona, but stuff wise, I still think he's right up there. I still think that if Lucas Giolito is right there at number three. I still think, like, if you're looking at Bednar, if the Pirates want to really move Bednar, I think this, this bullpen could really use an elite bullpen piece. And I still think Tim Anderson is a guy that can help this team offensively. And you're talking about, uh, so by the way, that's that play that Mookie made getting the lead runner yesterday. That was such a great play. I mean, starting at shortstop and it was off yesterday, but that's even more impressive. Yeah. Or Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, defensively, I just think that I, I would like to almost see Mookie Betts in the outfield because of the lack of production. I think they need a clear cut shortstop. And you put Miguel Rojas, who if you saw Friday night sliding into home grabbing his leg it's it's inevitable you cannot yeah. expect miguel rojas it's to a, play 80 percent of the time and not to have an injury bomb. yeah and it's gonna at happen at this point now you got ct3 with the bum knee you don't know when that's gonna explode on him and all of a sudden you don't have shortstop options for this team the depth razor thin and if you have to have your all-star superstar right fielder come in to play the position that's a problem by the way shout out jacob amaya got the call up over there in yeah. Miami, he's having a pretty good, uh, pretty good year at AAA as well. So might have to give my uh, my uh, my old friend Brant Brown a, a text and see what uh, the Miami boys think. Yeah, as I, as I spit on you, the Miami boys think of uh, Jacob Amaya. But Mike, I appreciate the comment. That sounds like honestly, that sounds like a future designated Twitter right there. The office's top five dream trade deadlines, and reality is thrown out the window. 
just just go all in on on the most stupidest things you can do. Like 2002, Eric Gagne. Let's get uh, what year? Uh, Keep that whole it? 03 bullpen back, Four- by the way. <laughs> yeah, no. Jeez. 49 was uh, was Jackie's MVP year. Let's go get uh, 49 Jackie while we're at it. Roy Campanella. Give me 88 Gibson. Just- <laughs> I mean, come on now. Give me MVP Gibson. I pre- mean, it, to be fair, 88 Gibson was pretty mid, but that fire. Not in the postseason, man. You need man. a moment, man. Uh, uh, he, he had only, a big home run in the NLCS. He played in one game in the World Series. A lot of people forget his home run in the NLCS was almost just yeah. valuable. But, yeah, I mean, look, this team's going to have to go out there and make some moves. There's no doubt about it. But uh, anyway, uh, that's all that. Let's look a little bit just 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 for a second at this Angel series. So you got Kershaw versus Detmers tonight. It seems like Grove on Wednesday and the big one. You're going up against Shohei Otani. Um, only a two-game series, pretty short uh, series there in Anaheim. What do you think? What What are you looking for to see that this team is getting on track in a two-game series in Anaheim? I mean, length from their starters it has to be number one. Can you get that? Can you get Clayton Kershaw, who he's really put it together? I mean, last three starts, seven innings, seven innings, six innings, a 180 ERA in June. So he's definitely a guy that you know he's going to put it on his shoulders. He's going to put this team on his back, and I think he's going to have a solid start. But also, too, offensively, I think you want to see a little more balance later in the innings. I mean, I think that's been one of the issues. They've been scoring in bunches. You have that big inning, and they go quietly after that. So definitely you want to pick them up and be that team that was scoring so many runs early on. And yeah, I mean, the bullpen, what more can you say? This is a tire fire of a bullpen. They look bad across the board. I think there's been some bright spots with Evan Phillips and Shelby Miller. Bruce Dark Gratterall occasionally before he gave up that two-run bomb the other day. So, yeah, the bullpen, there's a lot of pressure on them. I think they're starting to hear kind of the echoes of, okay, we're a bad bullpen. We're the reason why we're losing. And I think mentally it's starting to impact them as well, but really starts with them. So you got to get the bullpen to step up. I mean, it is a tough challenge on the road. Yeah, you know, you wonder. You really do wonder about uh, that lack of a closer. You know, I've I've brought it up before. I brought it up in editorials on on the website uh, before. You wonder about... You don't have a closer that puts these guys in in different uh, roles they're not used to, or at least it, it helps not solidify their roles. Because we're seeing four of the dudes pitch any you know any inning between five, six, seven, and eight, and probably even ninth inning. You're seeing them not in the roles that they're used to. A lot of that is also brought on by the fact that the starting rotation is not doing its job. It's not giving them five. It's not giving them six giving him seven every once in a while when Kershaw goes, but these guys are overworked and they're thin already. So it's just, it's all a bad, bad combination. Uh, quickly, I saw a comment on the, uh, on the Facebook here from Ruben Juarez over on Facebook. And um, it, it's something that's probably a, a bigger topic, maybe a round table topic in the future, but it says Dodgers need to fill a lot of holes during the off season. They could use that Otani cash and spread it around. Would you rather get like, three really good guys and no Tani or one Otani. Look, sometimes it's better to have four quarters and one dollar, but in this case, it's better to have that one dollar, and that is Shohei Otani. And look, this is the Dodgers organization. There's no salary cap. There is no limit in Major League Baseball. You can spend as much money as you want. Also, too, there's a lot of talent coming up in the pipeline. So I think this team, they're fully invested in going towards Shohei Otani. They realize that, hey, you're talking about getting one or two players. Guess what, Clint? He is two players. He's a starting pitcher, and he's a batter, right? So he's a guy that can have multiple impacts. So I think that absolutely, if you can get Shohei Otani, you get 
legit Shohei Otani every single time. You don't even think about it. He is Otani, okay? Once in a sport, once in a generation, absolutely transcendent. But I do think, though, it's not going to be a situation where you get Shohei Otani and, oh, we're going to coast to the World Series because Otani's played with Mike Trout and they had never finished above 500, let alone make it to the postseason. That's how bad it is in Anna. Get your boy. That's how bad it is in uh, in Anna Slime. I mean Anaheim. So look, Bruh. I mean, look, I think yeah, I, absolutely no question, no brainer. I say my Otani prayers every single night for a reason because I want to see him in Dodger blue. And I know the organization is pretty confident they have a really good chance at it. That's actually part of his uh, yeah, his baby lullaby. He's like, hush, little baby, <laughs> get me Otani, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's his Doug's favorite part about being a daddy is uh, on the first day oh, of Christmas. I mean, I know nothing. Uh, I know nothing now. Hey. Uh, I.E. Doyer asks, uh, does DMAC, do you think they're suffering from leaky brain? From leaky brain? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I don't know. I, no I cap? Know is that you, cap? Is that cap? Is that a thing? Do you have, is, that's cap. That's cap? Okay. okay. But I've, been told, cap. I've been told by a source that is cap. <laughs> And there is no leaky brain. Look, I think what this team's suffering from is the injury bug. I think this team is suffering from the lack of personnel, the lack of focus on how to build a bullpen in the modern generation. Look, I dropped a video before the season started warning of the potential fall off of this bullpen. And you were talking about legacies earlier. You were talking about Freeman's legacy. How about everyone who's in this bullpen? Because this is the worst bullpen in Dodgers history. Okay, this is the worst bullpen in Dodgers. Even that 92 Dodgers team had a bullpen that was under four. This bullpen is absolutely atrocious. It's so, really bad right now. Yeah. Really, really bad right now. Nathan says no player is worth five hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah, but that's just how baseball works. What you got for me, Wait. Noel? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the super chat said they coming in today. Shout out to KTAZ twelve oh seven. They said, would you rather get a Hendrix and Giolito or a Stroman and another Cubs reliever or a Solar and Marcus Stroman? You guys are great and keep it up. Solaire, Stroman, Stroman, a different Cubs reliever, which I don't, I really don't know who's in their bullpen, or Hendricks and, Fulmer. and Giolito. I, I'm all in on Hendricks and Giolito on that. If that you case. could guarantee me a healthy Hendricks, I don't think twice about that one. I think Stroman, he's definitely had a really nice year. He's had a 2-4-5 ERA, 91 two-thirds innings. Is his stuff going to play up in the postseason? I'm not so sure it is. I definitely like him. I think, I mean, he's putting together a fantastic season. Makes a lot of sense. But to me, I like the flexibility of a Lucas Giolito, the fact that you don't have to have any involvement with him after this season if you don't want to. So, yeah, as far as Jorge Soler is very interesting. Of course, the positional versatility is an issue with him, of course. Like, he's a guy that you need to have in the DH spot. But, I mean, we know about Soler power. We know about what he did in the World Series against the Astros. And I think, too, you need a guy that can mash and rake in the postseason. I would love to have him. And also, too, the Dodgers were interested in him. There was a rumor for a few days. Everyone forgot about this rumor because after they signed Freddie Freeman, it was a wash. But there was actually a rumor before he signed with them that the Dodgers were interested in him. It was around the time where you heard them involved in Nelson Cruz rumors. You're like, wait a minute. The Dodgers want a DH. It didn't make a lot of sense, but he can also play corner outfield. Until we saw J.D. Martinez is a guy who was never supposed to play in the outfield, but now he's just dingers. No, he's just defense. Was playing in left field the other day, yeah. so I wouldn't rule that out. But yeah, give me Giolito. Give me uh, Liam Hendricks, and I think you just run with that. And I think it makes the most sense in the world. So you have to also factor in that both teams have done deals in the past. The Cubs and the Dodgers. You talk about last year, Chris Martin for Zach McKinstry. You talk about all the deals with the White Sox and A.J. Pollock and Craig Crumble. Check that, Craig Kimbrell, and the deals they've made going all the way back. So they are a natural trade partner. But yeah, I like I like the upside of Lucas Giolito, that hometown kid. 
in the postseason because he's a guy that when he's on, he gives you, you can go seven, eight innings dominating. So I'm throwing no hitter in 2020. Stroman's stuff is filthy, but velocity wise, he's not a guy that's going to mow you down. Of course, yeah, I mean, would he gel in this Dodgers clubhouse? Another thing, too. I mean, he's a very strong personality. At this point, you just need some bodies in there that are successful, that can get a job done. I don't care uh, what they believe in anymore or how they act in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, I don't want to see this team keep uh, keep losing like this. I don't like a 5-10 and ten month. This is the Dodgers. The Dodger fans aren't used to this kind of garbage. No, it, this is, every team. Goes that was their this. largest shutout defeat in 125 years. And 125. They lost 15 again. at home to the Giants. They lost 15 at home to, back when they were the bride groups in 1898. You had guys like Mike Griffin, Fielder Mr. Jones, Wilson. George Magoon, Tommy Tucker, George Lachance. You know those guys. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we still uh, we still play bridge every uh, Thursday night. George Lachance led that team with five home runs, man. That's how weak that team was. But yeah, I mean, just to tell you, this is unprecedented. No, as you far knew all as, that, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. he's him. He was, he was him. That's what they were saying about him back then. They said, he "What was about him. Uh, how how much later? Uh, what what year were we in? Where's Jake Dalbert? Jake Dalbert. Oh, there you go. That's a nice name. There I like that name. Yeah, you're first, in the mix now. First, uh, first Dodgers MVP. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, I mean, look, that's shout this, out uh, Marshall Garvey. The only reason I remember that Marshall Garvey. He's the man. He quote tweets some of my tweets. I like that guy. <laughs> I appreciate the support. <laughs> Dodgers Nation alone. Yeah. All right, let's move on a bit, guys. We got to dive in more, just a little bit more. We're not Doug and I initially were going to go like, like whole hog into this bullpen and be like, can we improve this guy? Yes, let's get him out of here. Let's do that. And I would have been all in. Uh, I think we would have had very differing opinions on Yancy Almonte, but we still got to talk a little bit of bullpen because we're seeing some moves again. Ryan Brazier called up from AAA today. He was a guy that they, they signed uh, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Hasn't had a he did not have a good year with Boston, but for the most part across his career has been a pretty solid pitcher. Um, you can't assume all of the, the Mark Pryor magic is gone. This year has not been friendly to Mark Pryor magic at all, but you hope that this guy helps. But how does how do you improve this bullpen overall? You look at some of these guys. I mean, Bickford's already off the off the roster right now because he's on the IL. They DFA Andre Jackson to create move from Brazier. I think I feel I would imagine Jackson passes through waivers, but hopefully for his sake, hopefully he gets picked up because he could be uh, by somebody else because he could be a change of scenery guy that could succeed somewhere else. But I mean, you look up and down this uh, the the pitching side of the forty man roster is about you know what twenty dudes on there. There's there's a lot of room for improvement, and yeah, some of it could come from within. If there's if there's guys that come back healthy right now, you have Daniel Hudson making his way up to AAA. He 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 kicked a bunch of scrubs asses at, in the Arizona Complex League, but they're all like they don't know how to play baseball. They barely know how to play baseball. You know, they're small little baby children. Um, Jimmy Nelson, who I have assumed basically dead, he's pitched well there as well, and he's making his way to AAA. Uh, could be, I mean, he, Jimmy Nelson, what we saw from him in, in uh, 21 when he was healthy, that is, a, that is a market improvement over somebody like, you know, if Justin Brule was ever going to be an option, but you're looking at Bickford, you're looking at Almonte, you're looking at even like Michael Grove, who at some point is going to be in the bullpen if he's a uh, on the major league roster. Um, even like the Brian Hudson, the Tony Tyler Sear, whatever his name is, you know, there's um, 
there's a clear need uh, for improvement in some of these spots, and he could be that guy. Daniel Hudson, if he's healthy, is 100% going to be that guy. But um, what's uh, uh, Ricky Venasco, who's a dude that we haven't even seen uh, alive at any point? Uh, Ken Giles, who's trying to make his way back as well. That's an improvement. It could be that most of the help comes internal instead of uh, – it sounds weird when you say it that way. <laughs> most of the help comes from within as opposed to – uh, trade maybe the, the bullpen help doesn't need to come via trade am I wrong in that assessment I think the first thing the most important thing to get stability is have Daniel Hudson back and see what you have from him because I don't think there's a guarantee he's going to come back and be that lockdown closer I think I'm very confident that he can come back and at the very least be a high leverage guy that you can trust and you pair him with Evan Phillips right there and hopefully yeah they can close down the the end of the ninth, the eighth and ninth innings. But still, I do think you have to look externally because, look, the reality is, Clint, they don't have a high leverage left-handed reliever right now. They don't. No. I mean, Victor Gonzalez, lefties, I mean, they're hitting over 300 against yeah. him. <laughs> Justin Brewer, of course, didn't work out. Caleb Ferguson's been a mess, save for a few innings here and there of late. Alex Vesia, who I will, I will take messy. the L. I will take the L. Where Colin was right, one of my favorite segments on The Herd, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, where Doug was wrong, where DMAC was wrong, was saying that Alex Vesia was going to come back. I apologize, Dodgers Nation. Guy, I took an L on that one. I still believe that there's a chance that maybe he can re- retool those mechanics a little bit because the spin is not bad. The velocity is not bad. He's just leaving stuff out over the plate, but I just don't trust him. I talked to some people over there this weekend. There's an emotional aspect that he can't handle failure as well as some other pictures and stay composed yeah. on the mound. So we can't have that. We can't have that the postseason. You saw what happened in the NLDS when he faced Cronenworth and he hit that, that ball into center field Honestly, there. Think, so on I the think, slider, I think that pitch might've broken him. Could have broken Vesia because he has not been right since then. He hasn't had very much opportunity since then, but he has not been right since then. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that that you combine that with adjusting the pitch clock. But like I always say, don't present a problem unless you can present a solution. I think one solution, Tanner Scott of the Miami Marlins, a lefty, misses bats. He has velocity. I love this guy. Only problem is... These aren't your Miami Marlins. These are the Miami Marlins that are in second place yeah. in the in the National League East, and the trade deadline's like six weeks away. So you're gonna have to find some solutions internally. I think one thing, first things first, Michael Grove. When everyone gets healthy, there's a guy who has the stuff that can play up in the Fully bullpen, agree. can hit Fully 98, agree. just doesn't have a third pitch, and he just misses out of the plate at times. And when he does, they punish his mistakes. And I think out of the bullpen, give him a shot and see what he has. We've seen that. We've seen that in the past. Hey, I'll I'll throw back to uh, 2001. Eric Gagne, you know, he was a starter. He's bad. He didn't really have that developed third pitch, and you know, uh, it didn't work out for him. It worked out when they moved him to the bullpen. I'm not saying Michael Grove is going to be the next Eric Gagne. They don't have the same supplier, <laughs> but respect. He's got the velo now. He's got a breaking pitch. You throw a little change in there, that makes a difference. And I th I think uh, you know having somebody that can give you one or two strong innings would be a massive benefit to this team as opposed to somebody who can give you four or five really bad innings as a starter. Yeah, no, for sure. He's I mean, been good in one and two inning spurts and then kind of falls apart later in his outing. So it makes sense. And I think, yeah, I think that's going to be something. And that's where something to me again, I'm not, I know you're still trying to make like the Yancey Almonte thing work. And I know Al money. Yeah. He's, he's been a bit better ish, but also, Dude gets scored on a lot. He has allowed runs in half of his outings. That's a problem to me because you need to have somebody you could rely on. And, and he's been one of those guys. And sure, it's not all on him. It's not on any one person. It's, it's a collective of, of, um, of butt 
<laughs> yeah. in the bullpen, and they're all just sputing doo-doo. That's what I got. That's this kind of show we have today here on this fine Tuesday. No, I mean after the game, after they blow the game, blew the game Friday, we had the uh, the post game show. I was screaming, take the whole double A bullpen, the whole triple A bullpen, yeah. replace all these guys. Give me Nick Frazzle, give me Kyle Hurt, give me Nick Nostrini, give me all those guys. But as far as Yancy Almonte goes, with Yancy Almonte, yeah, I mean he has struggled. I think he just doesn't have the command of that two seam fastball. He ditched that four seam and he just leaves stuff out of the plate. But save for that home run they gave to Berger, he has been a lot better of late. He's pretty much been putting up similar numbers to Evan Phillips, non high leverage situations. But I'd be okay replacing him. I'd replace him like a like a bad tire, man. I replace him easily. I wouldn't even think twice about it. And I think the names are going to be out there. And I think Vienti Almonte, he's a guy that yeah, he's going to give you some nice moments in the regular season. Same with Bruce Dark Gratterall, yeah, but will they do it the postseason? Yeah, That's what I'm thinking about. Pitcher. You need to have those guys, and the problem is the Dodgers have I've always had a bunch of those guys. The guys you can lean on in the regular season uh, across 162 games, you know you're going to get a few stinkers here and there, but the postseason, you're playing the best teams in all of baseball, and you're playing them a lot, and when you don't beat them, you go home. So if you have your worst guy, not to say Yancy Almonte is their worst guy, because, yeah, the dude is nasty, but it's just you got to be nasty with a little more control or nasty with a purpose, I guess. Um, I'm so out on Bruzard Gratterall. Like, I've been out on him for a long time. Bruzard's been rough, man. I've never been. been uh, He was close. I I had Noah Syndergaard as my biggest disappointment for this season, heading into the season. I was so close to saying Bruzard Gratterall. It's not because I don't like the guy. It's not because I don't think he can be in this league. You just he could be a closer? I just don't, look when he his extension and that's one of the things he does not have a big extension. I mean, his two seam fastball does not play up. It yeah. just yes, it's 100 miles per hour, but don't focus on that. It's like when people were going crazy about a quarterback that could throw 60 yards from his knees that's like Jamarcus not, Russell, that's right? Not where you live. Exactly. You right. Don't live I mean, just always Hail Mary. Yeah, you yeah. have you have <laughs> to pitch. He has to be a pitcher and. Yeah, the slider has shown some improvement, but he's not going to be a high leverage guy. So also, too, you have to point out, look, let's play. Let's paint this picture. Let's say everyone's back. Let's say you got everyone healthy and you got Kershaw, you got Julio Urias, you got Dustin May back, you got Tony Gonsolin, who, yeah, he has had his struggles. I'm concerned about his velocity, and that's one of the reasons why I think at the very least you need to pick up one starter. That's why I like Giolito because he doesn't necessarily just – you could definitely plant him in there and without really you know, hurting someone's feelings or something like that, right? But Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May and these guys, if you look at that rotation, everyone's healthy. Emmett Sheehan's going to be a guy that's going to be a contributor. That fastball is going to play. I definitely think that, look, one of the things about this Dodger team that I want to give them a lot of credit for, they draft guys out of college. And when you do that, and Bobby Miller out of Louisville, Emmett Sheehan out of Boston College, they're, they're poised. Ready. They're, yeah, they're ready, ready to go. And they were not they were not shook by this moment. They were definitely ready to step up and contribute right away. And Emmett Sheehan's a guy that, look, I mean, he goes six innings. He was unhittable. He got some great defensive help behind him. Literally. Scoreless. <laughs> no hit. So you don't think he can be a contributor? I think it's more of the 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 innings limit and innings concern for him. He's not going to be a long-term concern, uh, uh, contributor for this uh, bullpen. It's still only, what, 23? Or, sorry, for the rotation, he's still only 23. But, yeah, if he's able to fill in some innings and if they find a way to kind of buy some time for him uh in the middle of the season you know in august to give him give him a few starts off or however that works but then you feel like you're in a bad spot because you got him out of his routine you got him out of his rhythm he's already i what very close to his career high in innings that he threw last year so that that is a bit of a concern you know they say there's no governor on on bobby miller which is nice you don't know what they're going to do with sheehan he's a big boy he should be able to handle it you know these are all uh these are all big beefy men 
that, uh, you know, back in the day, you just plugged them in and they started throwing 240 innings. Now they're all soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deep into the camera for that one. No. Look, <laughs> I mean, at some point, you got to take the not, kid gloves off these guys. I'm serious about that. I, I think you need to baby your pitchers into it. I'm not that old uh, old man yelling at Cloud about that. I think in some cases, I I think there's a there's certain guys that, yeah, you don't want to rush them through. You don't want to throw them to the fire too early. But Emmett Sheehan, guys like Bobby Miller, these are guys that should be pitching at this level until yeah. further notice. Yes, Bobby Miller. Yes, he came down to earth a little bit. And yes, he threw that one curveball to Wade, which he was frustrated with that hit batter with the walk. And yeah, he kind of threw the, the, way, the heck the, out of that baseball. Wade, Wade hit. That was a good hit. That was a really good hit on Lamont Wade's part. Uh but but yeah, we saw. Uh, honestly, I, I liked I liked that outing because you don't want um, you want Bobby Miller to get frazzled, and now we know. Yeah, if he if he misses somebody misses a pickoff move, somebody misses that call. Whoever it was, it looks like it was it might have been Rojas in that situation. Somebody misses that call. You want to know that that's going to rattle him. So maybe. As a manager, you send out Mark Pryor a little bit sooner when a play goes wrong. You don't wait until after the three-run homer. Absolutely. And if you talk to people that have followed him closely, that's what they were saying. Is He gets emotional. He gets rattled at times. And when he does, you need to go out there, calm him down, have him breathe a little bit. Because anytime you get the leadoff walks or the hits batters, then he's going to press a little bit. And that's what you saw in that pitch, just throwing the heck out of that curveball. Yeah. And the way he did it, it led to And also, too, I mean, I think the hit to to Crawford. I mean, the infield in there, they're trying to prevent runs. They're afraid of the bullpen later. So he was definitely yeah, hurt by up. that. But yeah, I mean, up until then he was pretty outstanding. I mean, he was looking like the Bobby Miller at a 0.78 ERA heading into that game. So I definitely think that he's a guy that he said that he, once he gets up, he wants to stay up. And I think he absolutely will also too. I definitely want to go on record and saying that I think Brazier, they're going to get something from him. I think Brazier is going to be a contributor. I really do. I think velocity wise, he sits in the 95 mile per hour range. He's a guy that we've seen had success. Remember that run in the 2018 postseason with the Red Sox? Oh, yeah. I remember the run, but I don't remember like a specific run. You uh, know? No, I mean, no, he was good, Bro, man. I barely, he, I barely remember your name each day. Come on now. My man, I'll get a name tag then. <laughs> Hello, my name is Doug. But no, he had a 1.04 ERA in eight and two thirds innings. I mean, yeah, he's had some issues in recent years, but there's a reason why you sign him. I and mean, he's got veteran experience and he's a guy I like it. But Emmett Sheehan, I'm telling you, this is a guy... You stick with a couple interesting things about him. I thought I talked to him uh, you know, the, on Saturday, the oh. day after his start. And he, first of all, he didn't even know he had no hits until after <laughs> the fifth inning. I love that. I, I really appreciate that, man. They're just yeah. in the zone, just locked in, got the peach fudge mustache, right? Uh, Nick Robertson drove him to the game. He didn't know any of the players. He didn't know any of the players because he wasn't at big yeah, league spring training. Camp, yeah. So you meant, oh, imagine that going to Dodger stadium, you mean Clayton Kershaw for the first time and all these guys, but, yeah, one thing, too, I don't know about you, Clint. I'm a big peanut butter and jelly guy, oh. and so is he. He loves his PB&Js. Are you a nice. crunchy or a smooth peanut butter, Clint? I go, I go both ways on it. <laughs> but I would, pref I would lean crunchy. You, you know what? One of the, I'm going to tell you, you kids right now, one of the greatest inventions of our generation was the, the squeezy jelly. That Max, is just, that's nostalgia right that there. That is so clutch. I never liked it, though. I like to change the because the ratio was 50 50. The ratio was too split down ben, the middle. Can you ban this guy from nah, the chat right now? I like to go 70% peanut butter, 30% jelly. Let me know down below. You How can, do you guys like your peanut you butter? You can control the squeeze, bro. I thought it comes out in just one thing. No. What? Like, it's really? Not, it doesn't come out like it's not like slices of American cheese, bro. It's, it's squeeze the amount you want. 
right, maybe I'll reconsider. Okay, right, but yeah, there we got yeah. him back in. Yeah. Also, we're big time on on crustables, guys. Here, I saw, I witnessed Doug in my lifetime eat his first uncrustable, and it was a game changer for him. No, absolutely. As long as they're not frozen. No, as long as it's not frozen, yeah, it yeah, has to be. He has a problem with let the it defrost a little bit. So but you will, can't handle like peanut butter ice cream then, because it's frozen peanut butter. It's the same. It's the same principle. I know the bread is what throws me off. Uh, I can't deal with the bread. I'll still eat it. I mean, you know, I'll just eat yeah, it, but yeah, it's yeah, not what yeah, I prefer. Yeah. But a couple things too, I want to mention. Pig out about here. about the MSG and also too, I love how he works up in the zone and the way that fastball gets into righties, almost like a sinker action, but it's a four seam fastball. And you're seeing some pitchers they can work up in the zone. Some pitchers can't. Just ask Noah Syndergaard. Just ask Michael Grove. But when you have a fastball as explosive as he has, he can do that. A couple interesting things too. Of course, he went to Boston College. He's named after an Irish patriot named Robert Emmett. So, yeah, there were some interesting things I learned from him. Not the Emmett from the Lego movie, not Emmett Smith, but that Emmett. So I'm excited about this kid. I definitely think he has the goods. I think he's going to be the next one. And, now, of course, it feels like every time this year some guy goes up, has success, James Alvin explodes. It's the outmania. We got Gavin Stone. We're all hyped about him. It hasn't worked out quite yet. Bobby Miller. Now people are like, Bobby who? Right after one bad start. So it's not about Bobby's world You're going to have ups and downs in Major League Baseball. Let's be prepared to experience that. Hey, the, 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 the people in the chat. They really have some opinions here on the peanut butter. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I'm here for this. Osterberg says, uh, yes, 70% per uh, peanut butter, 30%. Craig Osterberg uh, would like my ratio. 30% <laughs> uh, jelly for sure. Um, NS on uh, on uh, YouTube says, crunchy peanut butter is better than creamy. Agree with that. We go to center cam. I want to get Doug reactions on this as well. Uh, Deborah Young says, uh, more PB than J. I too. I'm not, I'm not a 50-50 guy. That's just too much jelly, man. That's like... That's, that's way overdone. Um, mule driver Mark, uh, he's a straight-up peanut butter guy. I used Ooh. to be that guy. I, just, I will say, I, very recently, probably in the last year and a half, uh, once I discovered, honestly, squeezy uh, jelly is when I got back into the PB and J game. Because I was a PB straight-up guy for a while. Uh, my take on that is I like it when it's open face. Open face, just the peanut butter on top, and I eat it like that. But, yeah, no. It's like a tostada for you. Yeah, exactly. Because you're a man of culture. It's like a tostada for me. Exactly. <laughs> this is, hey, hey, mijo has culture over exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we got someone eating peanut butter and jelly right now. Okay. Let's go. I'm peanut butter and jealousy then about that. I want one right now, too. <laughs> um, only small batch champs, <laughs> no goobers. Who uh, said, oh, wait, who said over, oh, your boy Roach said overrated AF. What does that stand for? Whoa, but, whoa. Excuse me. This is a family show. My, uh, Andrew gotta, Friedman. Okay, gotta, sorry. You saying Freeman's overrated or what? No. I gotta, I gotta shout out my, uh, my friend, uh, Pancho in the stream. What's going on, Frank? Good to see you. He says, good shh. Clint, love your podcast. Appreciate you, yes, Frank. Yes, sir. Uh, been a minute. Hope all is well with the family. John Wilcox says, DFA Roberts, you can't do that. But we're in. We're always uh, we're always in on on a fine comment like that. Um, what else we got? There was another one because I wanted to I wanted to make sure. DKM, where is it at? But go ahead and read it. You, you can. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I did see it. It's at the yeah. Right the homie DKM. He said, "Hey producer, I'm no, I'm not doing a super chat because I'm broke, but <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you. We need to start us all aligned. So if this was our rotation: Kirsch, Miller, Bueller, May, and Urias. What would the record be right now? Oh man. I mean, you're at, at least, least 45 wins. wins. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely in a good spot. I mean, Walker Bueller, I mean, you're talking about a frontline ace. I mean, that's there really is. the issue. I mean, this is a team that when they're going right, I mean, in the last eight years during this run, they've been one or two or three in starting pitching ERA and bullpen ERA last year right at the top as well. That is what this team does. That's what this franchise is built on. You know, in the history of Major League Baseball, they actually have the lowest ERA 
of any franchise. We're talking about 125 years back when they were the bridegrooms. Right? I mean, this team is built on starting pitching, and that is the foundation. So they don't have that. There's a crack in that foundation right now, and a lot of it has to do with the injuries. That's not an excuse. That's an explanation. Okay? I mean, that's what I try to do. And look, they, they do definitely need to make those reinforcements. Like I said, I think at the end of the day, they make the right moves. They get the right guys in the right place to have success. I think it could turn out for the best. The good thing, too, imagine the offense was terrible and the pitching is doing what it's doing. We could probably be talking about a Dodger team that's going to be spending over 230 plus million as sellers. They still know the offense is in place to be a big yeah. time contributing World Series winning potentially offense. So I don't think they're going to punt on this season. As we phase out of peanut butter talk, you saw um, Andrew Friedman's comments. Uh, I think it was in The Athletic. In, did you have any? Uh, give me, I don't know. Give me your thoughts. What are, you, what are your thoughts? What do you think about uh, Andrew Freeman's uh, commentary about uh, you know where this bullpen is at? Look, I think like I saw him over the weekend, and he was on the field with Jock Peterson, hanging out, smiley as it could be. Had the Andrew Freeman, you know, classic shades on. So hold on, wait. Was he in button-up flannel, or did he have the Q-zip on? He was button-up shirt. Button okay, up, so yeah. he wasn't working. He yeah. wasn't really working. He was hanging out. Yeah. Because when when my boy's working. Q-zip time. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. He's always working. This is Andrew F. Friedman. Yeah. All day, every day. He doesn't believe in sleep. He's like you, man. Yeah. But, yeah, no, his take is, uh, you know, it sounds like they're going to target starting pitching over bullpen and hope everything has a cascade from there. Along with the guys coming back, you, again, you hope Danny Hudson is, is a difference maker. He's not going to be put in that role to be the difference maker right away but if he can do something to, to help this team uh you get one more starter do you th people are going to be annoyed at this one and i appreciate that noah Syndergaard, do you think they get anything out of him at any point this season i think there's a chance you might be able to get five six innings a start with three or four runs a game if they need it's that phenomenal. at that point you would take that at this point he was asked during the scrum I think it was by J.P. Hornstra if he was going to come out of the bullpen. His answer to that no. was no. So, Emphatic no. Yeah, you're not going to see him coming out of the bullpen. I think, too, that was a pretty clear indication about their feelings towards Noah Syndergaard. They don't see him as a guy that, hey, maybe he comes back, we'll find a role for him. He's that good. His only value is as a starting pitcher that can eat innings. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Thor's been a thud. I think that it's done. I think that it's, it's at a point where – they realize that he's hurting this team more than he's helping this team, and they are going to have better options. Now, when it comes to starting pitching, we talked about some of these names. You talked about Marcus Stroman. He has a $21 million player option for next season. I mean, would the Dodgers want to pick up Stroman's $21 million player option? Probably not, but you have to also understand that that impacts the deal. That impacts the prospect capital because the Cubs are saying, we have a really good pitcher With that's the, under team control, yeah. so we want more prospects, right? They don't want to do that. They want the expiring guys, the guys that are on one more year. But still, $21 million, not the worst option. Eduardo Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez is a really interesting option, but he's a guy that, I mean, he That's could an opt out. Eater, eater as well. Yeah. Like these guys are, you're talking about a kind of more innings, eating, innings eater. Maybe Stroman is more front of the rotation than any of those guys, which is what you want. I, I, I would argue... Stroman is going to not uh, opt into that deal exactly. because he wants to he wants to maximize that contract. This is Yeah, a, he's put himself is, in a great position to get another payday and he's going to absolutely do yeah, that. Multi years, years. And then I can't see Jack Flaherty being a guy. Jordan Montgomery's interesting. Giolito makes the most sense. I'm it gonna, really does. Basically, Bring I'm going to sound like a broken record with that one about Lucas Giolito, but uh, man, how the times have changed, you know. It was a few months ago where Doug McCain here was all on the Corbin Burns train. 
I still am, but I was also on the Giolito trade pretty early on too. I mean, we we actually had Giolito on our trade special last year when we were trying to look for starting guys. And look, he's but but also too. I mean, the other issue too is some of these teams that are bad: the A's, the Royals, the Rockies, the Nationals. They don't have very many productive veteran starters that are available. Yeah. And if, if that was the case, you would feel really good about it. But it's just going to be interesting with the expanded postseason and the fact that we still have yet to see Andrew Friedman take a big swing with the expanded postseason. Until he does that, I'm a little pessimistic about it. But I think at this point, his hand has been forced. He has to go out there and make a move. And as far as going with a starter versus a bullpen piece, it makes sense because there are under-the-radar guys that you can get, guys that aren't the Araldus Chapmans, the Barlows, the Bednars, those types that can have an impact. I mean, you got the – I want you know, Middleton and Seawald and Sutter and Cisnero. Oh, you're giving Bradham. away your video, man. You're giving away the part two of your – My uh, part two? Okay. Part two yeah. of, of his reliever video. Ronaldo Lopez. As you can see, we can go on and on about – about uh, where this team can be helped. Anybody could come up with some sort of uh, editorial angle on how the Dodgers are bad and can be fixed. But uh, right now, we've been talking about it too long. You got, we got, you got to tune in for more at another time. But I will say, listen, Andrew Friedman, he's, uh, he's loosening. He's limbering up. He's getting ready for a busy deadline. And uh, one guy he might be looking at down the road a few months in that offseason season. They're going to face him tomorrow night, Shohei Otani. Before we get out of here quickly, we got to talk Shohei Otani. Show me the Shohei. This is a guy the Dodgers were in on during free agency back in 20, uh, what, 2018. Uh, they were front runners in the whole recruiting thing. I think everybody who um, came out of the pitch meeting with Shohei's group, with his team, felt very confident that he was going to come to L.A., Instead, he went to Anaheim. Maybe he got confused because they have Los Angeles Angels in their name for some stupid reason. But the whole thing was uh, there. There's he has criteria of what he's looking for for him, for his family, for his future, and all that. Do you think uh, the Dodgers at this point in time? And I know you have. We also are going to have more of the Doug Insider scoop in in uh, whatever he's going to riff on here. But do you think the Dodgers have all of the uh, the parts that it needs to get Shohei Otani in L.A. next year and beyond? I think the plan has been in place for Shohei, not just this year, not just last year, but ever since he signed with the Angels. I think that he's been the golden goose, the big white whale that they have chased this entire time. And I think they put themselves in a position to go after him. I mean, you saw the flexible deals, the J.D. Martinez, the David Peraltas. They didn't make any big splash signings. And I think rightfully so, because you have to go after a Shohei Otani. Now, as far as the Dodgers as an attractive organization, as far as their history with the Dodgers that you talked about, yes, this is a franchise that scouted him out of high school. This is a franchise that has had a relationship with Japanese-born players for so long. This is a organization that wants him in Dodger Blue in the worst way. Now, in 2017, when they had that meeting with Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw actually flew from his wedding all the way to L.A. for that pitch meeting. Justin Turner left the plans for his wedding for that wedding. And what did Clayton Kershaw basically say a few weeks later? That it was a waste of time. They thought it was a waste of time because, of course, you didn't have the designated hitter in the National League, and they realized that you couldn't have him in the outfield spot. So now it's perfect. You have the DH, right? It's a perfect situation for him. And his agent at the time, 
Nez Bolello, he actually gave 30 teams a questionnaire to try to pitch themselves to Shohei Otani. And the first thing he asked him was to evaluate his talent as a pitcher and as a hitter. If you look at him this year, Clint, he's still a unicorn. I mean, what he's able to do offensively and on the mound is unprecedented. This won't happen again. 24 home runs, that's first in the league. 58 RBI, that's second. 173 weighted ones created plus. That's first. Pitching a 329 ERA. So he's a guy, he's an ace pitcher that's competing for a triple crown. Okay, that's unbelievable. You don't do that. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers in his prime and Aaron Donald just you know rolled into one, right? Now, the second thing they asked him was explain player development and medical training. So this is one thing I want to ask you. Player development-wise, this organization, they produce a lot of talent. They have consistently one of the top farm systems in all of Major League Baseball. Do you think if you're Shohei Otani, you look at that and you see, okay, if I go to the Dodgers, they are going to develop pitching around me. We yes. saw in 2021, the Angels, what they do, all they do is draft pitchers because they realize, okay, Dodgers know what they're doing, right? They've needed, Angels have needed pitching for a long time. Uh, why it took them so long to do anything about it, I, I don't know, but that's what they ended up doing. Um yeah, if I'm Shohei Otani and that's something important to me, you go to the best at, in the business at doing it. And there's one thing the Dodgers do extremely well, and that is develop pitching talent. That's where you get some random boy named Emmett coming out throwing mid-90s cheddar uh, and, and six no-hit innings against your uh, franchise nemesis uh, Giants. Um, that's what this team does. They develop pitching. Even... Even if it's delayed development pitching, like we're seeing Brock Stewart with the Twins absolutely shove. Yeah, it's five years later, but they find a way uh, to find these guys that are eventually going to be something special and try to turn them into something special. And uh, to think of Shohei Otani with the Dodgers, this is a guy who's already among the best in baseball at his craft on both sides. But imagine him with, with the Dodgers and pitching. And not only that, but working with, like... Tony Gonsolin on on you know refining an already nasty uh, split finger fastball. That's a lot of fun stuff. It's a lot of fun um, fantasy world stuff. Exactly. And apparently back in the day, back when he was starting his journey, his number one goal was to win a World Series, right? His number one goal was to be the best player that he same. could be. And same. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll get you on. Hey, you're in the World Series box in 2020, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, I so am, there you I go. You already have won your box. World Series. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> exactly. So look, he's 28 years old. Right? He has no time to waste. He can't risk going to the Mets. The Mets, they've had a lot of money, right? Have those signings worked out? Has Max Scherzer worked out? Has any of these veterans, do they know how to use that money? I would say the answer is no so far. Yeah. The Padres, how Padres, much money do they I have? Hear, I hear the Padres are going broke. Yeah. That's what I've, that's what I've been told by uh, industry sources because they lost all that sweet, sweet Bally money. Exactly. They, they're no, yeah, I mean, they're gonna start. Going, yeah, I mean, you, you want the dub, you got to pay your players. You know. Yeah, I mean, they do. They have the financial muscle to make it happen. I think the San Francisco Giants are an interesting team, but I still think the Dodgers they make the most sense. If I'm Andrew Friedman, if I'm this organization, I'm looking Otani in the eye. I'm saying, one, we can give you the best team and all the resources. Because the reality is, you can't guarantee winning. Only thing you can guarantee is the resources and that you're going to do everything you can win. I mean, are you going to go out there and spend all the money? The Dodgers, they've proven they can do that. Even this year, above $233 million, they're going to still pay the 50% surtax. They let a guy go in Trevor Bauer to Japan to pay $22 million. It's not about the money for him. Also, what I say a few months ago, when you go to Dodger Stadium and you're buying your Micheladas and you're paying for your parking, your peanuts, that's all going to the Otani Fund. So you can feel good about that. It's the Otani bill. Every month, you get your Otani bill. We're happy to pay it. And then, what was that? You're, you're good. Just keep going. 
Oh, you're good. Okay, you're good. no. Just keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look. I mean, if I'm the Dodgers and I'm Shohei Otani, it, you're, you're batting in a lineup. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani. So you're going to have the best at bats. You played with Mike Trout. You have been the Bugatti and the Shaq meme. But now you have the bottom of the line. You have young players can come up. And the reality is the only way to achieve sustainable winning is you have a farm system that can develop talent, team control, sustainable winning. He can do that here. The rotation. Imagine a rotation of... Bobby Miller, Dustin May, Shohei Otani, Clayton Kershaw coming back, Walker Bueller. Imagine the big three right there. Let's say Clayton yeah. Kershaw returns as your lefty. Otani, Bueller, Dustin May, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, Maybe. this is a big four. The murderers rotation once again. I think this is the team that you look back in 100 years. You're going to see him in the Dodgers uniform. $500 million, that's going to be a drop in the bucket. You see what the Inter-Miami just paid Lionel Messi they got him on a deal because they basically gave him rights to Apple streaming. They gave Adidas yeah, gave him yeah. money. The average ticket price for Inter Miami went from $82 a game to $500 a game. That's nuts, man. Okay, so he has to. This is the organization that gave him the closest to the World Series. This is a team that perennials in the postseason had to do it. And show he's uh, the type of player that pays for himself a little bit. I think uh, you take him out of Anaheim, 70% of the billboards are going to change out there. The people pay the money to sponsor the place where Shohei Otani works. So let's get him to L.A. 57.2% of current baseball players polled by The Athletic, or they were polled by The Athletic, but the current baseball players, 57.2% believe he will sign with the Dodgers. Everybody else is a distant second place. So that's that's interesting to see. I wonder how Brandon Belt's vote went. What do you say? <laughs> Dude, that's too soon. You guys, you guys want to learn about what uh, Brandon Belt said? You can go check it's that not out about on the, it, was like, it was never about the money for him. I mean, he could have waited till he was 25 and posted regularly. Instead, he wanted to go to the show when he was 23 years old. So it's not really about the money. He makes tons of money through endorsements. If you look it up, he's actually one of the highest paid male models in the world. <laughs> that's a fact. Same. So same, my man, Clint. No, I I believe that. I believe that. But <laughs> you you run to let him know. Yeah, All and right. also too culturally, how do you integrate him into the culture? He's already in. He's there. The West Coast. He's this in is, L.A. This is uh this is the house that Hideo built. He's fine. Exactly. He fits right in, and uh, the the culture is rich, and it's all very close to Dodger Stadium. Rookie of the year, Hideo. He actually, you know, Hideo actually gained the system. He actually announced his retirement. I know from the MVP, and was, then he was able was, to get that in that clutch, way. That thug. All right, guys. Appreciate the time. Another long one. Boss man is going to think this was a two-hour show, so we better get the hell out of here. Hi, Gary. Uh, find us on the internet, dodgersnation.com. If you go there and you read a bunch of stuff, it uh, means that uh, Noah will continue to breathe. Find us on youtube.com slash dodgersnationtv. Hit the bell. Leave a like, leave a comment and everything. It really helps us out, boosts us in those algorithms so Doug can get a shirt with a collar again because he's in here with the uh, with the boysenberry blue shirt. Brace. We appreciate it. And he needs a back brace. Somebody wants a somebody wants to crack that back like a like a glow stick. Oh yeah, he's got a uh, Thug McCain over here. I am Damn, Real I FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Follow at Noise by Noel on the board. I would usually say Cody, but I always forget his handle. Um, but Cody, uh, Cody, we, we miss you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Uh, thank you for all the comments. Thank you for the questions. Thank you so much for the super chats, guys. It really does mean a lot to us uh, in the in here sides. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We're going to see you on Friday, probably, I think. Okay, bye. In a roaring stadium.
Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 